Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. So let's give him a great big welcome. Thanks, Don, to come and minister tonight. God bless you, mate. Woo! Thanks guys, you guys are amazing and uh, what an honour to be in this house again tonight and uh, I'll let you sit down tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, can I say though before you guys, actually maybe you should stay there till we pray, you never know what could happen. But I do want to say this first, I want to thank everybody here. Uh, you do need to turn up on, what is it, Tuesday night? Tuesday and Wednesday. Jeepers, how did you guys freak that? Um, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, uh, but I do want to thank this church. You've been amazing and, and gracious. And uh, my wife reckons I'm a hard man to look after. So you must be amazing. And, uh, and, um, but thank you to everybody who's made these meetings great. It's easy for me. I come in here. There's a great atmosphere. And uh, you just pop up here and go for it. I mean, it's not hard work. And uh, don't tell anybody that. But uh, the presence of God's here, and you guys have, have created an incredible environment. Pastor Ross and Mary, that's all credit to you. I think it's absolutely... I'll give these guys a good time. And, uh, and uh, it <coughs> takes a lot of amazing people to build the kingdom of God and build great churches like this. And uh, thank you, though, to those who welcome us in and, um, and, and who served me while I was here. Uh, Elaine on the door tonight with a with a huge smile and great welcome and uh, make it, I got saved as I walked through the door tonight. Wouldn't that be good if you had a church where you could get saved walking through the door and then you're preaching? That's such a radical transformation happened coming through the door that you meet people who truly believed that they are anointed to bring breakthrough to your life. That people who were in the car park literally believed that just because they weren't behind one of these things. But incidentally, if you ever think it is being behind one of these guys that gives you the, whatever it is they call it, gives you the authority, you totally have missed the kingdom of God. It's like in the car park, it's in the schools, it's in wherever you are. The pulpit should be wherever you are at any stage of your life. And uh, I think that would be one of the keys I kind of related to back on whatever day it was. That was yesterday, man alive. And uh, so thank you to everybody who made that possible. And I feel really fired up and expectant tonight that there's going to be miracles. And it's not because I spent the day praying. It's because I walked through those doors and somebody greeted me with such an impartation of the anointing that I actually caught fire coming through the doors of church. And uh, we should be fire starters in every part we're in. So I want to thank you for the incredible place. Uh, Pastor Peter, it's been great serving you at that, that conference, Empower Conference. That was just fabulous. And so thanks to everybody who made that a possibility because there's great worshipers. There's great people who make it clean. You come in here and we sit down in nice comfort. All this is part of the message, incidentally. This is not just a fill-in. This is probably the most credible and crucial part is that everybody who plays a part makes church great. Otherwise, if it's just a shambles, I get up here and it's a goof-off. I've been in churches like that, incidentally, where you get up and you're like, why have they got me here? But it's just so good coming to a church that has 
a real direction of the Holy Spirit to it. And you can feel it. And I love it. I love it. You're going to get saved tonight, all right? You're going to get a, just touch a person next. Say, you're going to get saved tonight. Let me go and touch somebody. You're going to get saved tonight, all right? You're going to get saved tonight. You're going to get saved tonight. Uh, you're going to get saved tonight. You don't need saving. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray and then let's get into the word of God. Father, we come in the name which is above every other name tonight. The name of Jesus Christ, first to rise from the dead. The victory, the one who conquered hell and death. The one who won the victory for us. We come in that name tonight by where we can be healed, delivered, set free. By where our joy is sustainable through the name of Jesus Christ. Who made a plan for every single one of us. God who has set eternity in place for us. We come in that name tonight. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Who can heal us, set us free. Unlock our dreams, our passion tonight. And in Jesus' name, right across this place tonight, I thank you that people will be healed. People will be set free. I thank you right now, God, that visions will rise again and we begin to see again in Jesus' name. I thank you that people will find incredible hope here tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you all the glory, we give you all the praise, and we give you the honor tonight because you are worthy of all the honor. Let's have a drum roll on the end of that. Jesus, you are worthy, Lord God. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Where is Elaine? She was on the door tonight. Jessica, I think you were there with her. Come on down here. I just really believe that this is what this is God's word for you. Greater things than these will you see because. Jesus went to the Father and delivered an anointing here. Where's, where's Jessica? Come on, Jessica. Where's that guy, Michael? He was there. Jessica, Michael, Elaine. Any other door greeters, if you're in the house and you're feeling left out, come right now. Jessica had such an amazing smile when I came in, and, and I just think, let's catch, you know, I always say it's better caught than taught. So let's at least catch something in these meetings. If I've come all the way from New Zealand, let's at least catch something, and let's catch the expectation of no, no role we fulfill is beneath. If Jesus came and washed the disciples' feet, then no role you could fulfill would be less than what God would anoint to cause lives to be changed. In Jesus' name. Where are you, Jessica? Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Great things are ahead of you, girl. I believe right now that even as you stand there, God said, I have positioned you. I have brought you with a price. I have anointed you. I will cause my power to flow through you. And you'll walk not in, the, in, a, in a way that's sort of aimless and not without direct, but with purpose and destiny. There goes the anointing on your life right now and everything you touch. Michael, Holy Ghost, touch this young man. God rescued you. God brought you. God delivered you. He set you free. And it's all for a reason. It's for such a time as this. And now anoint him, Lord God. Let him be a young man anointed with fire in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. 
for this mighty woman of God, Kate, tonight. We anoint her. I pray that the anointing, I pray that what's on, what on me would get on you in Jesus' name. Impartation tonight. Faith in Jesus' name. To see the impossible in Jesus' name. Thank you for this man who served faithful. God says, because you serve faithfully, watch out what I will do in your, in, in your, in your secret life, even in your, the life that nobody knows about. God says, I'm going to release my glory in the things that you have worried about. You will see my victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you for Elaine. Thank you for the anointing on her. Thank you for the fire on her. Thank you, Lord. God, for my brother here tonight, right now, fire on him in Jesus' name. Let the anointing go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give God a big hand clap. Thank you, guys. Lord, bless these guys. Bless all these musical people, talented people. Bless them. God, I thank you for greater anointing. I thank you, Lord God, for, for as you guys play your instruments and sing. And God's trained those hands for war and your fingers for battle. And stuff's happening just as you're twiddling those strings, twiddling knobs on the piano, all that stuff. Sound people, anointed fingers in Jesus' name that releases the power of God all over the place in Jesus' name. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, you can go and sit down now. Give these guys a big hand clap as you go and you guys over there. Never be in too much of a hurry to get up off the floor. I think we're in Pentecost has changed where we're in a hurry to get off the floor these days. But I reckon just stay on the floor. God did more for me in one night on the floor than anybody ever did through praying for me. Can I just say that? So if you're here tonight and you're visiting for the first time and you've never been in a church and you think I'm a little out there, welcome. Um, it's good to be. You know, who wants to be ordinary anyway? Anyway, what you are is what you attract. So you're here, I'm here. So that, there we go. Take you a while to think that one through. God's in the house and that's the most important part. And um, I reckon uh, I want to bring a word tonight. I want to title this message because um, Harvey Bay is a very precious uh, memory to me. The very first encounter that I'll never forget I had in Harvey Bay was when I lost my keys. That was how many years ago, Pastor Ross? I don't know. 18 years ago, I came to Harvey Bay and lost. I, 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 he just gave me the key to my hotel room. He may be here tonight. Let's pray. <laughs> lost the key to my hotel room. And when I went and asked for a key, because I've lost my key, and so I went to the hotel reception and said, could you please replace my key? And he said, where did you look? Uh, uh, no, hang on. Um, where did you lose it? That's right. Where did you lose your key? <laughs> I still laugh about that question because if you knew where you lost it, it wouldn't be lost. <laughs> Is that true or what? And so, I mean, <laughs> the whole story's funny because the pastor who used to be here, some of you may know him, Mr. Pastor Robert Commander. The actual key slid down the back of his brand new car seat and he wouldn't allow me to take the car seat out because it was a new car, which makes sense. And uh, 
So I had to say, the keys are lost. And uh, he said, well, I'm not giving you another key. <laughs> so all my goods are in the room. Everything I own is in the room. All right? right now, all I own in Harvey Bay is in that room, and I can't access it. There's a problem right there. My Bible's in there. All my preaching notes are in there. And so I couldn't get into the room. And uh, oh, it was just the, the hardest job in the world to get a key. And finally, after an unbelievable night of terror, we got a key. And then I lost that key. And I'm going to tap this off. I'm sweating over there. And uh, I lost that key. And I think in all, I lost four keys. Just one after the other. A spirit of key losing came on me. And I lost key after key. And we got kicked out of the motel. And, uh, but here's the good news. We went to the next hotel. We had to walk to the next hotel, got to the next hotel and led the owner of that hotel to Christ. (laughs) That is a ridiculous story. And as a result of that story, I'd like to bring a message to you tonight about keys. Has anyone got some keys? I need some keys. We can't do it without an illustration. Oh, look at this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give you yours back because if I have too many, we'll get confused. And I'm not good with keys, apparently. I've done some amazing thing with keys. I go to a lot of conferences, of course, and I'm at conference. I get bored at conferences sometimes. And... Uh, and anyway, so I like to go to the reception and get someone else's keys to their room and pretend I'm them and create havoc. Just create a little bit of alarm. And uh, we've had some very funny experiences like that. And I can't tell you about them, unfortunately, because they don't quite fit the message. Or church, for that matter. And... Uh, <laughs> But in my hand, I hold, the, I hold the keys to a car which can, which can gain me access to different parts of the city and wherever I want to go, really, because of these keys. And when you've got the keys in your hand, there you are unlimited. When you get to 21, it used to be when you get to 21, it doesn't happen anymore. You used to get the keys and you'd get access, you'd get the key to the house, you'd get to drive the car, the, the family car and stuff like that. And, um, and you had access to get around. And I want to talk a little bit about that tonight because I believe it's a great uh, truth in our lives because Jesus spoke quite a bit about keys. Jesus actually made some bold statements about keys and I'd like you to uh, get the victory tonight through what God says can happen in your life through having a key or two in your life. Are you ready for it? So in Romans chapter 5, the Bible says that In Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, I don't think we've even got this verse, but 
have we? No, we haven't. And it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access into faith by his grace, which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That is a powerful, powerful, if you understood that, it's a powerful uh, verse. Not only that, it goes on and says in verse 3, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character. That would be a good call for some of us. Character, and character produces hope. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Um, Romans chapter 5 says we are then justified by faith. In verse 2, it says, so we have access. Everybody yell out access tonight. You have access. Um, You can't see faith. Obviously, you can't see faith. They call me in many parts of New Zealand Mr. Faith because I walk by faith. I live by faith. I I love faith. I'm just, I love it. I'm just in it. And uh, you can't see faith. You, you can't like grab a hold of it. You, well, you can grab a hold of it, but you can't see it. But let me tell you this. Faith gives you access wherever you want to go in life. Faith gives you access wherever you want to go in life. And uh, so no matter what age you are, it's faith. I mean, by faith, every one of you sat on these chairs by faith tonight. You didn't check out whether the chair was going to hold you up. You just sat down which is risky business. I sat on one chair here this morning and it almost went on me. And how many have ever sat on a chair and it did disappear beneath you? Look at that. Pray for all those tailbone problems right now in Jesus' name. And, and so it's amazing people say they've got no faith, but you put massive faith in chairs you sit on. Some of the people that drive you around, you put huge faith in some of the maniacs that drive you around sometimes, and you actually risk your life with them. So if you want to access your promise, because God has given you great promises, and there are promises in this room tonight. See, showroom faith doesn't work. Faith has got to be action-orientated. It's got to be an action. James said, it's not, by wor- it's not by works, but by faith. Yeah. And, and then he says, sorry, and then he says, faith without works is dead. So you've got to be action-orientated. So I want you to get ready for some action in your spiritual life. God doesn't want us just to be Christians that sit around, have a nice little life group, and have a nice little life, and, oh, we're Christians now, it's all nice. God wants us to change the world. Hallelujah. God wants us to change the world, change our street, change our life, change whatever area you're in. And it really don't matter where you are, God wants you to change it. And uh, I think we can, if you were here this morning, I talked about the overflow. And if you've got an overflow happening in your life, you can affect every area you're in. Um, we had a guy come to our church a little while ago who was called himself an evangelist funny I'm scared of the word actually people call me an evangelist but I don't want to be one okay and so um, and probably because of guys like this he came to our church and he said I'm an evangelist please give me the pulpit (laughs) seriously and uh, then he said he's a, a world changer and I went out with him one day and he was so intense like ugly intense like I didn't want to if I don't want to hang with you you must have a problem because I haven't. <laughs> no, he was just intense. And so 
I did. I wanted to help him. So I said, look, I'm going to give you some training, training in evangelism and tell you how cool it is and how nice it is and how it can affect your world. So I took him down to the local cafe. We get down to the local cafe, and uh, this was just not too long ago, and I took him down to our local cafe, and incidentally, our ca- the, the, everything you're a part of, you should overflow should affect something. So in the overflow, in, sorry, in, our, in the cafe near our church, one of them's named a drink after me and called it the Donald's Donny Special, which will soon be very famous. The Donny Special, and uh, and this other this other the cafe I particularly took him to has said, man, don't know what it is, but anybody you bring here and anybody associated to you, we're going to give you fifteen percent off anything you buy, and so it's overflow effect that changes things. Not long before they're in church, uh, I mean, this is how life is meant to work. We're meant, it's our keys give us access to the greatness of God. And, and if you haven't got those keys tonight, I want to release the keys. I want to give you the keys. You've reached the age of maturity, and I want to give you the keys tonight. And uh, it doesn't take that long to get mature. And I took him down anyway, and I'm saying, mate, now evangelism is actually loving people. It's not being ugly and intense. It's just loving people. And so when you love people, the first thing you care about is not what you want to do, but how they are. So you ask them their story and stuff and, and just get to connect with them. And I've connected with thousands of people and led them to Christ. Basil, who travels with me, my great friend Basil, has led thousands to Christ just by finding out what their story is. And so I had him there. and We're sitting there and we're having a cup of coffee together. And I said, now watch me. I'm going to show you how it's done in a nice way. So I got up and I just went over to get a glass of water each for us and I brought the glass of water back and as I was walking past, I kind of connected with the table next to us. Just connect. You can connect with your eye. In New Zealand, like this is, that's connecting in New Zealand. I don't know where that works in Australia. If you're, if you're a Maori tonight, any Maoris in the house? There's one down, God bless you. So awesome to be Now, Every Maori would know that I've got friends who are Mar- pastor Maori churches and they, and they get up and well, you've got to get up and you've got to say, good morning, everybody. How the heck are you? Did you have a good week? How's things going? We hope you're good today. In a church in New Zealand, you just have to go. <laughs> and you've said all of that. All, it's all happened. Is that true? It's all happened. And everybody's cool and it's cool. And... Uh, and so I walked past these people and I made a connection with them. I put the glasses of water on the table and I came back and I reached over and I said to this guy, how you going, mate? Do I know you from somewhere? And to my, my amazement, because I didn't know him from a bar of soap, he says, aren't you that guy, Don? <laughs> now this guy's watching all this, thinking I'm going to give him a lesson, which kind of went screwy because the guy knew me. But there was a lesson in it anyway because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Don. Who are you? He said, I'm Wayne. And I said, how do you know me, Wayne? He said, I have never forgotten. You worked for two days on a building site we were on. And I have never forgotten the two days you spent with us have affected my life ever since. Now, how did that happen? Because I didn't turn up saying you're all going to burn in hell, get right. I just turned up and became their friend. And worked real hard. 
worked real hard. So I was the best worker on the site and I also had an effect and, and talked to them and found out their stories and it affects people. So the reality is that just to think we are doesn't mean we necessarily are. It's our action. It's what we do. It's how we live our lives. Jesus was pretty clear with all this and, um, and Jesus spoke to a guy by the name of Peter. How many know Peter? Like, Peter is, is probably anger management number one. He was one of the disciples, but he had a serious anger management. He's not the guy you let even have a sword. Like, Peter gets saved. First thing you do is say, can I have the sword? Because until we deal with the anger management problem, you shouldn't have that. But somehow Jesus leaves him with the sword. I'm amazed. And so he keeps the sword, chops off people's ears and all sorts of stuff with that sword so that Jesus can do miracles putting the ears back on. And, and so that's Peter. So the same Peter, the same Peter, this Peter that hasn't got it all together. The, so, so I want you to relate to this because it's the Peter that hasn't, got, hasn't ticked all the boxes. It's Peter who loses it now and then. It's Peter who denied Christ but was quick to repent. It's Peter who had a heart that could feel the love of God. It's Peter who was in love with Jesus. And, and Jesus talking to disciples and he says, like, who do you guys think I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then in verse 17 of Matthew chapter 16, I want to pick it up there. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Yee So God wants to build his church on ordinary people. You should all get excited with that. God wants to build his church on ordinary people because it means you don't have to be that spiritual or that gifted or that, not that we aren't all gifted, but you don't have to be some super spiro freak. You just have to be an ordinary person who loves people. And Peter's that bit. And then I love the next verse because verse 19 is my scripture for tonight. And I think it's up here. And there it is. And it says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Come on, I want you all to yell that out. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Give someone your keys tonight. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Come on, just do a bit of exchange there just for the fun of it. I give you the keys tonight. Jesus, I want you to remember this. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to tell you right now, we have the secret to unlock the promises of God tonight and we can release miracles, hope, power. We can release the victory of God in every situation in our world tonight. Have you ever been locked out of your house? How many would have all your earthly treasures in your house? That's true. Now, I unfortunately locked myself out of my own house a few weeks ago. And uh, I was indignant. All my treasures, it's my house. Everything I own is in that house. My treasure's in there. My lifestyle's in there. Everything is in my house. And I was locked out. I tried every single door. They build them far too secure these days. I tried everything. There's no way I could get in that house. And I was almost to quit. 
and it got just too hard. I couldn't get in my own house. I mean, it's a little bit like God says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's all the treasure you could imagine. The kingdom of heaven, guys. That's the promises of God. That's your healing. That's your victory. That's your overcoming anointing. That's your ability to sustain hope. That's your ability to bring people into the kingdom. That's your, your confidence, your, your ability to communicate the love of God. That's the treasures of heaven. God says they're all yours. The promises of God are all yours. God said to Abraham, to you and your household and all your generations that will follow you, that's us. We've got the promises of God. And here I was locked out of my own house. Couldn't get in, couldn't, couldn't, I was, I was getting angry. Couldn't get into my own house. Indignant about the fact that it's my house, that all my stuff's in there and I couldn't get in. So I walked around the house and I noticed upstairs, one of the windows was slightly open. And I thought, yes, I could get in there. So I went around and the ladder was too short. (laughs) And so I couldn't quite make it. And so I thought, you know, I'm a clever person, so I went and got the, the trailer. Trailers, that's... Went and got the trailer, pushed the trailer up. It's, it's got its own jockey wheel, so I pushed it up and parked it underneath the house and put the ladder on top of the trailer and up onto the gutter. And then I was like, here we go. I'm going to go up and get in the house and into my treasure, into what belongs to me. And so I'm climbing up, and lo and behold... My driveway slightly sloping. <laughs> and the trailer starts to go of its own accord. The trailer starts taking off because I'd put weight on the back. It must have caused some sort of forward movement. And the trailer starts to move off down the driveway. And so you can do one or two things. You can go back down, you know, three quarters of the way up the ladder. Best to just go for it. I made it to the gutter. And everything went, <laughs> everything went from under me. Luckily, I've been going to the gym and doing lots of chin-ups and stuff. And I managed to lever myself up onto the roof. And so I could scrape myself over the gutter and crawl to the window, thinking the window was open. But the catches have got a double lock. And so... Nothing gained. Nothing gained. And so now I'm on the roof. Can't get down and nobody's home. And I thought I'll go for the cell phone. You know, our cell phone is our... Most of us put more trust in our cell phones today than we do in Jesus. And I went for the cell phone and then I looked down in the car. There it was on the front seat. And so that wasn't going to work either. So I'm trapped on the roof. I walked over the other side of the roof, and uh, I walked right across the roof over the other side, and we've got a swimming pool, which I was trying to work out whether you could make it on the gap. Because if I reckoned if I could launch myself off the roof and land in the pool, at least then I'd be down. And, uh, but I figured that I couldn't get up enough of a run to launch myself out about where Pastor Ross is. So I was trapped on the roof. So I ended up, two hours later when Julia, it's a little bit like when you think of it, 
you could give a sermon illustration right there. The Egyptians are behind me and the Red Sea is in front of me being my swimming pool, but I didn't have the faith to believe that God could get me into it. So I end up dangling my feet over the edge of the gutter and sitting on the corner of the roof like a little boy until my wife came home and rescued me. She opened the door, and there we are, in with all my treasure. Jesus said to Peter, I've given you the keys. You've got the keys. So I kind of, if you like, but thank, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 16, I think, says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. That day it was thanks be to Julia who gave me the victory to get in the house. I had another key situation. Um, I was in Macedonia, preaching in Macedonia, and doing some missions work in Macedonia. And once again, I lost the keys to my hotel room. And that's why I've got Basil with me. And uh, I lost the keys to my hotel room. And that night, so I couldn't find my keys, and nothing was working. And I ended up going down to a cafe just down the road and got tangled up with some guys in the mafia, the, the Croatian mafia. And, uh, and that happened because my mother is a Yugoslav. She's a, she's a Croatian and we kind of figured that we we're somehow related, and it just got really out of control, and I ended up hanging out with these guys until they went and did some stuff, picking up money and stuff, which I thought I probably shouldn't be with these guys. <laughs> Take me back to my hotel, and they took me back to my hotel, and I went in, and I remember asking the guy, please, I've lost my key to my hotel, could you get the keys, please? And he says, not a problem. They're real keys in that country. So he goes and he pulls out a drawer, and it had a 1,000 keys in it. And he said, one of these is the key to your room. <laughs> it's, like, it's like midnight. And we go to my room with a thousand keys. He's with me. He's huge, huge guy. And we're trying to, we try every key that we've got there to get into my room. And not one, well, we, we might have missed one. Who knows? A thousand keys. We might have missed one. But none of them worked. So he said to me, he said, no problem, no problem. And then he stood, we went down the hallway, so I walked down with him. I thought we were going to get another key. And we walked down the hallway, and he got halfway down the hallway, and then he put his shoulder down, and he started running at the door. And, uh, and he hit that door with serious force. It would have killed me. I would have died. And he bounced off the door and uh, just shook himself a bit like Samson. And then went back, and then he came walking back down. I'm still down there, <laughs> hoping he wouldn't say it's your turn. And he and he come walking back down, and then he takes off again, shoulder down, and off he goes. And he charges at the door. This time he leapt into the air and smashed into the door, and the entire door jam broke open, and we were in. But I had to sleep in like like mafia country without being able to shut my door. And that night I never slept a wink because you sleep with one eye open in that sort of world. And, and, and so that's just a couple of stories about keys to get your attention. And, uh, but Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys so that you can open and shut the things that I have declared in your life. So the first key I want to say that God has given you tonight is the key to salvation. 
God has given you the key to unlock people's lives and bring salvation to them. Every one of us has that key. We're not supposed to be just living a nice little Christian life. We're supposed to bring people to the hope of the gospel. It's the greatest key in the world is unlocking people's lives to the truth. God wants us to be living, active keys that unlock people's lives and bring hope to them. And there's hundreds of us here tonight. And if every one of us just unlocked one person's life next week, this place wouldn't be big enough and God could do the miraculous in the city and change the atmosphere over the city amazingly. And you would see miracles every week because God wants to us to be active in holding the keys that he has given. The keys should shift something. The keys should move something. When we've got the keys, I had another, I had a guy working for me, okay? Had a guy working for me, and one day he said, and I used to pick him up going to work, and I'd pick him up, and he would leave his vehicle there, and we'd drive to work. And one day he said to me, Don, I've left my, whatever it was, I can't remember what it was, some tool, my screwdriver in the car, would you please pick it up when you go on your next delivery? So I went down on my next delivery, and somehow I couldn't find his keys. <laughs> so what I did, I thought, desperate, I thought, let's try my keys in his car. You never know. And I tried my keys, and sure enough, they fitted the door. And it opened the door, and I was able to access and get the stuff that I wanted with the key out of my car. And I thought, boy, I wonder if it fits the ignition. And I tried it in the ignition, and sure enough, it fitted the ignition. So I got his gear, shut the car, locked it, went back to work that day, gave him his screwdriver, he was very happy. The next day I remembered I've got the keys to his car and they actually fit the ignition. So at lunchtime I went down the road to get some stuff and I thought I'll just shift his car one block. Because <laughs> I've got the keys. So I shifted it in another block and of course we brought him home that night to drop him off and, he, and went to drop him off and he said, <laughs> my car's not there. I said, well, where did you park it? And he said, well, I thought I parked it there. And I said, well, it's quite apparent you didn't. <laughs> and so I said, well, let's find it. And we drove around the street and I said, look, there's your car there. He said, man, I don't remember parking it there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so I dropped him in his car and off he went. And then, then um, next day I did the same thing. And I did it several days in a row parked his car in a different place by the end of the week he was just saying I had no idea where I parked my car just drive around until you find it <laughs> anyway I don't just tell you for the fun of it because God gave me a great message out of that thought and it is this God said You've got the keys. And I want to say to you tonight, there are people here right now, and you have issues in your life. You have things going. Some of you have sickness in your house that it seems to just be that there's consistently sickness. And, and God said this to me, the devil's parked sickness in front of your house, but I gave you the keys, and you can go out and unlock it and shift that thing out of the way in Jesus' name because you've got the keys. Yeah. 
And, it's, and, and God said to me, so many people allow the devil to park all sorts of strife and habits in their life. But then God said to me, but I gave you the keys to unlock it and get it out of your life. And when I was paralyzed in hospital and nothing would work from here down, God said, I've given you the keys to get a miracle in your life. All you have to do is unlock it. And I said, God, what is that key? And he said, that key is found in Mark 11, 22 and 23. Have faith in God. And whosoever shall say to this man, mountain of paralysis that's on your body move out of my way I'm going to be healed he will have whatever he says so God gave me the keys to access my miracle through my words God has given you keys tonight that can access power in your life through the Holy Spirit the greatest miracle of all is when power comes on our life and we can literally shift things out of the way by the power of God through accessing the Holy Spirit in our life that's why I am hungry for the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because the power to unlock your life is found in the gift of the Holy Spirit. God said, I'll give you power. He said, I'll give you an anointing. Let me read it to you right here because God said, you're going to have great power that will cause you to overcome. Where is it? Let me read it to you. This is really powerful. Uh, It says, um, the key to power. Here we go. It says, I am sending you what the Father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Every promise you need is found in the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. Most of the people I access with the love of God, with the power of God, it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to release that in your life tonight. You've got another key in your life. It's called the key of victory. Some of us struggle to get victory, but God says the victory is yours tonight. The victory is already in your hand. All you have to do is unlock it. The key to victory. Here it is right here. And it says in the last book of the Bible, and they overcame him. Everybody yell out overcame. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid, unafraid to die. Therefore, oh boy, I'll tell you what, get ready. God's about to unlock things in your life tonight. On this Sunday night, I believe that God is going to give you the ability to shift things out of your neighborhood, to shift doubt out of your mind, to shift fear out of your life, to shift a, a low self-esteem out of your world and become confident in what God has given you because you've got the keys. It's just like me having his keys. He couldn't believe that my key fitted his key. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys to access heaven. The devil thought he's got it all over us, but you've got the keys tonight. You can unlock your world. You can unlock success. You can unlock victory. Some of you need to unlock the keys of victory in your business. Some of you need to unlock the keys of hope and, and love in your marriage. Some of you need to unlock the keys to God's kingdom in your family. In your family, just to let God's love flow in you. Some of you need to unlock the keys to your neighborhood getting saved. Unlock the keys to your neighborhood finding Christ. Because that's really what this is all about. The key, one of the greatest keys you'll ever get is the key to salvation. The key to salvation. I want to close on that tonight. Because the key to salvation will unlock hope in your world and give you access into all the promises of God. All the promises of God. 
Not half the promises of God, all the promises of God. And it doesn't matter who it is. You see, God has given us a promise that everything is available to us. Hope's available, healing's available, restoration's available. It's all ours. It's all yours. It's not just me, the preacher, who gets to get healed. It's everybody who gets to get healed. And it wasn't a preacher who came and prayed with me and got me healed. It was God who healed me. Some of us think we need a man of God. or We, we are the man of God, for goodness sake. You are the, the, the instrument of God. You are the one with the keys. And so I want you to access the keys tonight because God wants you to unlock promises and hope in people's lives all over your world, in your street, all around you, all around you. And you can do it. I, I had a man just a few weeks ago, and, um, and he, he's a man who doesn't care for church, doesn't really understand church, and yet um, I went to stay at his hotel. Another key story. And I'm finishing with this. And I, I went to stay at the hotel. And two pastors took me. Two pastors took me to the hotel. And um, I love God. I love seeing people saved. That night we had a revival in the church and we were too late. I had to be in this particular city uh, that night because I had to catch a flight home at 5.30 in the morning back to preach in our own town in Auckland, city in Auckland. And so the two pastors took me to the hotel. When we got there, the hotel's already shut. Motel, already shut. So they were knocking on the door. No, sorry, they were trying to ring. They were trying to ring him on a cell phone with a number that was there. And I went up and just pushed a doorbell, which is clever. And a guy came to the door, slightly intoxicated, which makes him happier than the average Christian. <laughs> Sadly, that's a sad indictment right there. And, and so he was slightly intoxicated because closing time had happened an hour ago and they were partying in the back. Now, the two pastors I was with got angry at him for being intoxicated while he was trying to check me in, which was interesting. He couldn't make it happen. They gave him the credit card. Finally, they got the credit card payment, but he couldn't organize the room. And so the pastors got annoyed with him. They got annoyed with him. Now, I've dealt with those sort of people most of my life, so I wasn't annoyed. I was just going with the flow. Because I love the guy. I can see the promise. I can see hope. It's the key. I've got the key to salvation for this guy. So don't ruin it for me. And the guys got angry. And in the end, I said, excuse me, guys. I'd like you to go home now. You've delivered me here. I know I haven't got a room yet. I don't care if I sleep on the street. Please go home. And they went home and they left me. And as soon as they went, there was a young Maori boy probably 20 feet away from me. And as soon as they went, the guy said to me, who was slightly interested, he said, how come you're so late? And I said, because we had revival in the church. And then the guy who was 20 feet away from me says this, I've got tattoos. <laughs> He's 20 feet away from me. He had long sleeves on like I've got. No one in the world would have known he's got tattoos. And so I'm like, why would you say that? I just looked at him, I was like, okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, we haven't mentioned tattoos. <laughs> We're just trying to check into the hotel. I've got tattoos. And so I'm trying to figure this out in my head. And then I begin to understand that he heard the word church and his only relation to the church is these guys hate tattoos. We, we, sadly, sadly, we're known not for Jesus heals your broken body, not for your marriage can be put back together, not for 
There's a Holy Ghost revival happening that can transform your life and give you hope for the future. Not that eternity is your hope, but we're known for, we don't like tattoos. That's terrible. So I thought I'm going to fix this up. So I said, man, that's, why did you say? I said, what, what, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you guys don't like tattoos, do you? And I said, actually, amazing you should mention that because I was reading my Bible yesterday and it says that Jesus has got a name tattooed on his thigh when he returns. Said this to the guy, he's looking at me. Then I said, what's more, I read somewhere else where he's got your name, sir, tattooed on the palm of his hand. He looks at me, there's absolute silence, and he says, want to come to our party? <laughs> See, it's far better to come up with something positive because I've got the keys that can unlock his life, and I'm absolutely sure of that. And every one of you have got keys that can unlock people's lives this week and next week. We've just got to know how to feel their heart and understand where they're broken. We are meant to have eyes that can feel their brokenness. And anyway, and so he invited me to his party. Like, like now, it's 11.30 at night. And I said, well, mate, I'll pop in for a few minutes. And when I popped into the party, first thing, of course, I walked through the door and they hand me a glass of wine. And I said, well, guys, honestly, it's like right now, it's like quarter to 12. And I said, guys, I've got to be up at like 5.30 in the morning to catch a plane. You wouldn't have any orange juice, would you? And they said, no, we've got no orange juice. And uh, then the guy said, well, hang on, Joey? Go get him some orange juice. Now, generosity is one of the keys God's given us, which we should have and not them. But Joey goes down the road and comes back with a two-liter container of orange. No doubt wanted me to stay for a while. He brings two liters of orange into the party. And so here we are, and the party goes on. And then they said, well, you tell us your story about why you're late tonight. And I got to tell them the story about how God moved in that church. Then I got to share my story about how I was once paralyzed and God healed me. And by the end of that night, every one of them had given their lives to Christ who was in that room. We had a revival in the room because God's given us the keys. It's not even difficult. It's just loving. I could have argued about tattoos. I mean, get out of town. We're not here to argue. We're here to tell the truth. And it is that God so loved you that he gave his son. And that young man got born again. He was getting married in two weeks. He's become my friend. I went to bed. I finally got to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I finally get to my bed. Orange juiced out. I, I, I fell on my bed. I'm laying on my bed thinking, finally, I'll get a couple of hours sleep. And next thing, knock, knock, knock on the door. No, who could that be? And I go to the door and it's the manager of the hotel whose party we'd just been at. And he said, sir, there's been a huge mistake. And I'm like, who cares, man? It's two o'clock in the morning. All the mistakes you like. Am I in the wrong room? Have I got the wrong key? What's the problem? And he said, no. And he had a wad of money in his hand. And he had the $160 that we'd paid for that. Well, I didn't pay. The other guys paid, glory to God, in his hand. And he had it in cash. And he said, we've got to give you back this money because we just realized me and the boys are back talking after the party because we had all been drinking orange juice, so they're all sober now. And we, me and the boys are talking back at the party. And we realized that you're a man of God who came to our hotel tonight. And we can feel blessing on our hotel because you're here. And we refuse to charge you and you can stay anytime you come through this city free in our hotel. I want to tell you right now, God has given us the keys.
to unlock hope, to unlock victory, and to unlock miracles. And that was a miracle that night, and I've remained their friend. And I want to tell you right now that in this house tonight, there is people here that God wants to give you the key to to unlock the chains that have held you out of salvation and held you out of victory because God does love you. Whatever your argument, whatever your intense thought may be that would reason the love of Jesus Christ. I just want to tell you, for God so loved. That's what it says. He so loved. He receives you wherever you're at, whatever you're into. God loves you right where you are. And I want to close tonight by giving you an opportunity to respond to the love of Jesus Christ because we've got the keys in this place and the keys can unlock your future and they can unlock you out of the pain that's bound you up and you can go down and put the key in that car of fear that's in your front driveway and shift it down the road somewhere, drive it into the ocean, do whatever you like with it, but you've got the keys to shift what the devil parked in your life and get it out of your life. If he's parked intimidation, some of you have had stuff parked in your life for way too long. Some of you have had fear, habits, life-controlling issues being parked there by the devil, and God says, I'm giving you the keys tonight. Shift it out of the way. Get rid of it. Park it down in the dump yard, but get it out of your life tonight because I'm setting you free in Jesus' name. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, I want to thank you right now for the power of the love of Jesus Christ all over this place tonight. And Jesus, I give you all the praise because I thank you that miracles are going to happen in this place. Just before I close out, friend, if you're here tonight and you've never ever received that wonderful key it's called the key of salvation I'd like to ask you real quick just lift your hand right now and say Don I need to get my life right with God God bless you sir who else is there right now just lift your hand real quick thank you sir God bless you thank you thank you who else is there right now please just lift your hand Don I need to get right with God tonight Don I need to make a decision I need to get I need to gain I need to attain access to the keys God wants to give me to unlock hope in my life in Jesus' name. Who is that right now? You don't know Jesus. You came with a friend tonight, mate. God bless you, man. God bless you. That's so awesome. Who else? Just real quick, I want to close this tonight. And so I want to give you these opportunities before I close. Somebody else right now. There's faith in this house. You don't have to worry about this. It's not like a freaky thing. This is the love of God in this place tonight. He wants to unlock your life with the key of salvation. Somebody else, just lift your hand right. Who's that lady right now struggling with your world, struggling to get it together? Young woman, you're a young woman, and God says, I'm setting you free tonight. I'm setting you free tonight. I'm going to give you hope. Who's that dad here tonight? That God's saying, Dad, I want to put the keys in your hand for hope, salvation, and victory in your world. God says right now, I'm going to give you the keys. Put up your hand right now, sir. Put up your hand right now, ma'am, and let God do a miracle in your life. Who is that right now? I'm just wait. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. God, God bless you. That's so awesome. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Is there somebody else before I close? Is there anybody else? You'll know it's you because you'll feel all sweaty. You'll feel all hot. Because funny how you feel like that. I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I didn't remember what I was doing, but I knew that God wanted me to respond. And I finally lifted my hand. I did it so quick, I didn't think anybody would see. But the preacher caught me. And I want to tell you right now, God wants you to respond tonight. Who is that? One more person right now. Why don't you lift your hand and say yes to Jesus tonight. Don't go home from here without making the greatest decision in your life. Don't go home just the same as you were. Let God give you the keys and unlock your future, unlock the promises of God. Is there one more hand tonight? One more hand tonight. I'm just waiting a few moments because I believe that God's going to unlock your life tonight. 
Jesus, Jesus. Who's that God's talking? You feel your heart beating like crazy because God loves you like crazy. Just lift your hand right now and say, yes, 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 Jesus. Here's my life. I'm letting you have my life tonight. Jesus' name. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.